What's going on, everybody? We're back again. I'm Another back oh, for a little bit. A little, a little bit. bit. I'll be back. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm just right. here for a little cameo. Appearance. Cameo. Cameo appearance. So. There we go. All right. Well, we're on episode nine of season two. We know we got big stuff popping off today. We got to hit all those playoff games and what to expect from the next round of playoff games. For That's what Flash is going to be here with us for, to do. Then me and JP is going to hit it off of the NBA. We're going to do a little thing, a little bit different with the college aspect because, you know, college football just finished, you know, and not a whole lot of stuff to do. So we're going to try some different stuff with that. And then, you know, we got the, the best for last and hot topics. So Flash, what do you expect for this, this episode since you're going to be back for a little bit? Um, I'm just going to just hang around, talk, have some hot takes for you guys. Some really hot takes, some absurd hot takes. I don't think you guys are ready for, maybe, possibly. Okay. And yeah, well, well t- mainly in the NFL, NBA. Um, I think I may not. Well, hey, hey, so how long are we gonna be in the NBA section? I don't well, know. How long is NFL, NBA. The NFL. I think we're gonna run over on the NFL because it's not too much to do with college. So yeah. we're gonna eat up some college time into the NFL, but that's all right. Y'all know where to find us. Make sure to like, share, subscribe, be a friend, tell a friend. You know what's up. Um, head over to YouTube if you're watching on Twitter too for the comments. So because you know we like to interact, we're gonna hopefully get a our comic king on whenever he gets Tuesday off, so we can have that going. But yeah, I mean, hey, me Pips is also showing up a little bit later in this episode, yeah. I believe. Is that correct? All right. Cool. Yeah. So, but all said. With all that being said, let's start this episode. Hey, the peeps. He's gone. Ken Norton has parted ways with Seattle Seahawks. That's yeah, like one yeah. of the best things I've heard throughout the past couple of weeks. Okay, my... you're, yell- you're yelling in the microphone, that, bud. That, that is one of the best things I've seen within the past week. Or past two weeks. Thank you. Good Lord. I, yeah. I, 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 hope, I hope they get rid of that offensive coordinator, too, because things are going to get gloomy with Russell Wilson if, if they don't get rid of that guy, too. Well, an interesting thing about that, what Russell Wilson is, he was on the Manning cast last night for the uh, Rams-Cardinals game, and he had an agreement, they said, with, um, he had an agreement with the Mannings to not ask about his future in Seattle, actually. So. I mean, it looks like he's looking elsewhere. I mean, that, that's what it seems like. I would not blame him if he goes elsewhere, if they still, if Seattle cannot get things right. And I, I, I really, but, I mean, I just still don't see a team that's probably better for him other than Seattle at the moment that's willing to contend. 
Maybe the Saints, possibly. But other, but other than that, I don't even know. I don't even know if I want him in the NFC South, to be honest. That's that's just messing things up. I, I doubt they well, trade him inside the conference, but, I mean, you want to get into these playoff games since you're on your short-time budget? Um, I... I, I mean, I don't know. I I, I I saw the Ken Norton going away, so I'll, I'm uh, just glad to see that because Ken Norton was happy. He is horrendous, so I'm glad well, he's gone. I, I Honestly, I don't care if that offensive coordinator was his first year in Seattle. That was abysmal, especially when you had Russell Wilson back as your quarterback. Even before he got hurt, that was abysmal offense. He has to go, too. I don't care. If I was a GM of Seattle Seahawks, I would have fired him by now. I would not care what management thinks. He's gone, all right. I know for a fact I could get a better um offensive coordinator out elsewhere. So, yeah, there there goes that on my rant about uh Seattle Seahawks. All right, let's talk about the uh some playoff games. What the hell right. happened to the Cardinals? What the hell? Do you want the truth or my opinion of the truth? Uh, I I I'm gonna start off with uh that part of it was the referees, and you know what? We'll be talking about the refs all. About all wild card weekend, which led me to a letdown of the wild card weekend. But anyways, that, referees are number ref, one. I had the ref designated for hot topics. I didn't think they were worth my time in the NFL. They're too much of a joke to be. Listen, all right, I'm only here for the NFL segment, so I'm gonna speak my mind for a little bit. Okay. And 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 then Kyle Murray, what, I, what was he doing, man? Like. Well, I mean, I know the Rams' defense is pretty good, but I mean, at the same time, I've seen Kyle Murray outplay his Rams team, so it's like, what is go- what happened there, bud? And, and yeah. also, here's a hot take number one: Cliff needs to be fired. I said that last night. So how is that a hot take? Well, I- I'm saying it on air. All right, it, it, he 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 needs to go immediately. Look, he he only has his team as a regular. T- Season contender, and if no early it, regular season contender, they fell uh, apart last year too. Well, yeah, I mean last yeah. year also was due to injuries, but so I mean, I mean, I, I, I still, I would put him on a hot seat right now. He is on the hot seat as we speak. He's on the hot seat for next season. I think if they have another letdown year, I think he's going to be gone. They won't fire him this season, this off season. I don't think they will. But if they do have a collapse again next season, I think they're going to start looking elsewhere. But with that being said, I mean, I mean, I don't know with, with, with Todd Bowles being available or any of the Buccaneers coordinators. That, I I would take the chance. That 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 Arizona job looks very well. If you well, I know they just gave him those that, guys. Well, the thing is with the Arizona, they just gave Cliff a contract extension this this during sometime this year, I think. So it's gonna be interesting to see. But I mean, you're not wrong with trying to take a peek at one of the Bucks coordinators or even Kansas City coordinators, but it is going to be weird what Arizona this upcoming season, I think. But also, you got to give credit to the Rams. They pulled out every single trick they have in the book, and I think JPs will talk about this later on because – Rams played extraordinarily well on offense, but the defense of the Cardinals – so many trick plays. I was like, are right, y'all just trying to – I don't know, um, avenge your pathetic collapse of last week, unless you guys just didn't want to play the Saints for some reason. I don't know of choking the game against the 49ers. But nonetheless, I mean, they did play much better this week. I think the defense, they they, they got after Kalamur, I think. The defense, the, the defensive line did their job. I mean, the secondary was tested. Kalamur Car- Car- had less passing guards than Odell Beckham in the third quarter. 
dude, dude, the Cardinals' offensive line looked like they were getting frustrated as there was fights going on throughout that game. I th so I think it's lack of discipline on Arizona too, uh, along with the Rams' defense. I, I, if I was Arizona Cardinals, I would look at fixing up your own line to protect your protect five nine Kyler Murray in the pocket. That that is what you want to do if you're the Arizona Cardinals right now. Other than hoping that DeAndre Hopkins get better and also that Buda Baker is getting better, thank goodness Buda Baker is doing all right. So that's all I gotta say about that game. Uh, the Rams play Tampa Bay next week. I think we're all rooting for Tampa Bay because no one likes the Rams. Nobody. I think. I think. I, I think. I dislike the Rams more than I probably ever disliked Tom Brady ever. Because, yeah, yeah, Rams has reason to be hated, like actual reasons. So. Yeah, we'll see. I, I've, I've got. I, as a Saints fan, you getting screwed over by the Rams twice. The Bucks have only screwed you over once. So I mean, it's not that much of a deal. You, you hate the Rams more than you hate the Bucks. Because I mean, oh, he's back. He's in. The man, the myth, the legend, JP. What do you got to say? Oh, don't worry. I'm about this Rams Cardinals game. Finish, finish. I'm I'm flipping through my scripture real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just waiting. All right. Just just go ahead. No, I, I want I want Flash to finish. Or no, whoever was finishing his statement, finish the statement. Oh no, I was just finishing up. Oh, he was the, finished. Uh, yeah, I was pretty much finished about saying why I hate the Rams more than I hate the Bucks. I really don't give a shit about the Bucks. Mind my language. Oh. All right, well, since I found my scripture, I turned the page. I can't say what I want to say on as far as that goes when I found my scripture just now. But uh yeah. That was that was pitiful. Um I will say I felt as if Kyler Murray played scared. I felt as if Kingsbury coached scared. Not and I, I don't really put the blame on Kingsbury. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, he just sends in the play call, and I feel like he had some good play calls. He – it was just Kyler was more so playing scared. Because you could just look in his eyes. I, I – what I saw in Kyler Murray's eyes, I had not seen since the Orange Bowl in the semifinal against Alabama back in 2018. That is that is the look of, of a frightened child. That's what I saw out of Kyler Murray. I'm just going to tell you the truth. And I agree. When you when you act scared, you play scared, like what you saw. And what was it? Only eleven points, one touchdown that he got. That is pitiful by Arizona standards. Pitiful. It is. And if you think about it, Arizona is a team that was that held the number one seed at one point. They held the number one seed they, all the way until like they, they, they played like a number eight team. Or number eight team low... haven't even made the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, that's, exactly how they that's NBA terms, but they they played like one of the lower seeds yeah. in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. that's, instead of looking like a top seeded team, they look like one of the lower seeded teams. And that's well, let me ask. Let me ask this: Who looked better, Philadelphia with Jalen Hurts or uh, Arizona and Kyler Murray? Honestly, both making like their that. first playoff states. Honestly, they I didn't play that. that bad, but Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts was hurt. He came out of that game with a walking boot on. He played better than Kyler Murray. I was about to say that as well. I mean, I, I, even oh, though yeah. Philadelphia could not get nothing going with the wide receivers or anything, so Jalen Hurts was either getting sacked or had to throw the ball away, and he still looked better than Kyler Murray. And, and we're talking about Arizona with a team that is full of weapons with Zach Ertz and A.J. Green still and, and, and a solid running back. 
to tell you the truth, honestly, it was having seen it firsthand. I noticed Jalen Hurts after it, it is true what a lot of Philly fans say. He there's things he still needs to improve on. Seeing it firsthand, Sun was it Saturday? No, Sunday. Seeing it firsthand, Sunday. He he misses a lot when his primary read's not there. He just takes off and runs. And honestly, I can tell you on a couple of accounts, um, Devontae Smith was open a lot of times, and he just missed him. I know they don't show it on TV because they only show but so much. They show the, the part that people want to see. They follow. They see ball, follow ball. But I mean, dude, it's it was just. I'm like, golly, like they they could have scored more than they did, to be honest. And I mean, dude, he's the Heisman Trophy winner for a reason. You need to feed him. Give him passes. He's on the sideline complaining and frustrated because um, Jalen Hurts can't find him or people aren't running the right routes. There was a play where Devontae Smith was open for like 10 seconds and Jalen Hurts still couldn't get the ball to him. And by the time he finally threw it, Mike Edwards picks it off. It, yeah, it's, it's a lot of growth that needs to happen. But Kyle, I mean, Kyle, I mean this was also Jalen Hurts. This was like a rookie season for Jalen Hurts when you kind of think about it. Ted. It, it's, it, it's 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 a rookie season because it's it's really his first full season playing out there. That's true. So, I, I, I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be harsh on Jalen Hurts as I am gonna be on Kyler Murray because this is like Kyler Murray is what second season, third season. Yeah, so, I, I will I will give that to Jalen Hurts. I will, but Kyler, I, I don't. I, you can't give me any. I can't give him any passes. You played scared. You can't play no. this game scared. Um, you, you, I mean, and we know the athletic talent of Kyler Murray too. That's yeah. that's another thing that is crazy. Ooh, it's another hot take. Yes. You want you want to go there? Yes. Why are, you drinking, why are you drinking it like you about to go in the game? Oh, you just spilled on yourself. But go go ahead. Go on. All right. So I got here's another hot take I got for you guys. On all my hot takes. It's all right. Bengals. Could possibly be be showcasing the AFC and the Super Bowl this year. It's possible. They already beat Kansas City once. I want to see them play Buffalo. They, they, be, they, be they, be, they beat Kansas City. Jamar Chase was eating like crazy. Look, Cincinnati has Joe Mixon as a running back, and that's not even like half the best player. All right, you got Jamar Chase, who's looking like what a second, third year star in the league. You got T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd as well. I mean, and you got a great quarterback in Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is that guy, ladies and gentlemen. He is that guy. Now, I know he just finished completed his first season, but he is that guy. Pastor letters, caps lock, that guy. Pastor Flash, you finish? You finish, so, Pastor Flash? So that, that, I want to say I, I could see him taking – I could see him taking out who, the Titans, assuming how good – Derrick Henry is obviously, and how well the Titans defense play, but I still think the Bengals offense is too much for that Titans defense. And I mean, whoever comes out of that Kansas City Buffalo game, it's going to be in a lot of trouble when they play the Cincinnati Bengals. I love the look that me and Ace both have on our faces right now. It's I'm like- just laughing because he's literally stolen two things I've already said on Twitter. So I mean. No, this is this is my deep thoughts. I didn't. I haven't checked your Twitter, Ace. I'm sorry. Oh, oh. I, haven't, I haven't been on Twitter for a while. 
I got to tell you something when we get off. Well, actually, no, Ace, I got to tell you something. Yeah, I got to tell you something when we get off the air about this this whole occurrence just now. It's so funny. But okay. um, that's good that we got through that one. Uh, what could go wrong did go wrong. I've been wanting to say that. I, I, you know, you, you know what? It's the Cowboys. There's a black cat running around that franchise. I mean, no, that I black get... cat is called Jerry Jones. It's a white cat. What are you talking about, Look. dude? Dude, I will smuggle a cat underneath my shirt or like a pocket black cat and have it run around that field. Just mess with Now, me. you saw that stampede going in the front gates when that door is open at that stadium? <laughs> yeah, he ain't checking nobody. He's going to carry a cat in and no one would have known. Look, the problem started back in 1989 when, they, when Jerry Jones bought the team. Tom Landry was the standard in Dallas. And he fired Tom Landry. Yes, this is true. He fired Tom Landry. And then he goes out and he rebuilds the team with Jimmy Johnson. And they get three Super Bowls under Jimmy Johnson. Then he pushes Jimmy Johnson out the door. Lord, I know, dumb dumb decision. And and, and Jimmy Johnson still backups the Cowboys on national television. Hold on. And then he brings in Barry Switzer, and that's where the problems start. He gets one Super Bowl out of Barry Switzer, but things are never the same. You don't you don't believe me? Ask Troy Aikman. That's where it all started. The dynasty died in 1996, and they've been playing with their fans' emotions for the last 26 years. And I'm and I'll say this too: if they don't fire Jimmy Johnson, they probably win more. They probably have more than five Super Bowls right now as a franchise. They probably win. Super Bowls well into the 2000s, probably, or the dynasty dies around 2000, and they well, run. It's not, it's not so much even the dynasty. I mean, Mark Sanchez has got more playoff wins than Dak Prescott does. Oh yeah, now it's like. Well, I mean, I mean, keep well, in mind, like, it, just back in like 2010 with Mark with Mark Sanchez, they were they won season the freaking AFC championship as the Colts. Yeah, but I'm saying it's like the problem started when Jimmy Johnson went out the door. But the problem is now with Dak Prescott, you gotta start looking. It's like he's lost to Jared Goff and Jimmy Garoppolo and Aaron Rodgers. I can't even tell you who the team they did beat. I'm serious. I can't. I can't. Oh I can't even tell you who they. Beat. They beat Seattle one year, I think. So that's their one playoff win. That's dude, his one playoff win. Dude, they beat Seattle. A banged up Seattle. Yeah, I remember. It was a banged yeah, up yeah, Seattle. Yeah, was, they were banged up. That that franchise is. It's pitiful. For one, I will say they do need to get out of the past. But there's Toronto Maple Leafs of the NFL. That that's just how what it is. But like they, they, I I don't I really don't know what it is about Dallas that they just cannot. And every year they they torment their fans with these promises. Well, let me let me, st- let me start here. Bro. Jerry Jones needs to stop being the GM of the the Dallas Cowboys. That is number one. Number two. Mike McCarthy is not that guy. Huh? I don't know where they thought Mike McCarthy coaching was going to be helpful in helping him win a Super Bowl, but Mike McCarthy is not that guy. He's really not. He's not that guy. So Jerry Jones, Mike McCarthy, Dak Prescott is probably less guys. of the issues they have. That whole coaching staff. If, 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 if they want Dak gone, he probably is going to go deeper in the playoffs on some other team. That is true. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I can't believe Kellen Moore is the first interview of the Denver Broncos. That just blows my mind. I mean, that's not a good franchise either right now, to be honest. Oh, with no, you. it isn't. 
also, uh, also, if they like traded Amari Cooper to an actual contender or something, that Amari Cooper is going to win win a ring somewhere else. It's not even Amari Cooper that disappeared. CD Lamb, I don't. I think only had like one catch. He only had one catch the whole game, and he didn't get that catch in almost until like and, fourth and, Cow- and, and Cowboys fans. It's not the refs' fault, all right. The referees has to move and spot the ball, all right. Oh yeah, okay. Z- the, Z- the ref thing was messed up, but that the whole play call there was the dumbest. You have no timeouts. You have like less than like what, <laughs> and you have that, and your QB try. You are asking for trouble there. My thing is, I don't get how you can torment, how you can play with someone's heart for twenty six years. I just uh, Toronto Maple Leafs have been doing it to their fans for like sixty something years. Yeah, you got a point. The Jets been doing it to their fans for like fifty years, so that makes some sense. <laughs> hey, hey, the Jets and the Jaguars have gotten further in the playoffs in the last twenty years than the Dallas Cowboys. So, that know. speaks a lot. That's true. I'm too. just saying. I'm that, just that saying. speaks a lot. No, you know, Blake Bortles has more playoff wins than Dak Prescott. Blake Bortles, UCF legend. Blake Bortles have more playoff wins. <laughs> That's true. That's true. And honestly, I, I'll go one further. I trust the Jaguars to win a Super Bowl before Dallas gets back to win one. I ain't going to argue with that. that, that that's that, that's that extreme, but you know what? That's going to be true. I told Jerry okay. Jones that Look, is not the GM anymore. That condition team. on that, though. I told Jerry Jones. We may not be here to see it when it happens. <laughs> the way things are going right now. but I Are you saying Jerry Jones is going to outlive us? Is, is, is that what you're trying to say? Hey, look, tomorrow's not promised, my guy. <laughs> that is true. That is true. <laughs> but uh, I, 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 look, if something happens to Jerry Jones, you know who's going to inherit that team. Steven Jones. Exactly. What did that guy's name? Yeah. The last name Jones, to Jones still going to own the rights to the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, so, still the same thing with the McNairs and the the Texans. They're both dumpster fires. That's why the Texans won't win a Super Bowl until they do right by Tom Watson. They will not win a Super Bowl. And then you have the Mara. I mean, up hey, in hey, look, look, the look, look now. It looks like it looks like the Texans might be making some better moves than the Cowboys right now. If they do make a good hiring choice. Well, I mean, they got rid of David Coley after one. Did we talk about David Coley? No, he he got fired after last. No, as insane that sounds about the Texans, it might be possible. I think we're going to hire the talk the, of. We're gonna we're gonna save the David Coley one for the hot topics because but, um, we because need, we need I'm to move on here to the the blowout of the weekend with the Bills absolutely uh butt whooping the New England Patriots. Wait, is it is Josh it true Brown, that? Four incompletions in negative degree weather. Are we going to talk about this or not? Oh yeah, that was in, that was incredible. That was yeah, incredible. Four incompletions in negative degree weather. I wouldn't, my my behind wouldn't have been out there, but that was incredible. <laughs> Buffalo then, needs to build a dome. All the teams up north need to build a dome. I think like all the teams in the yeah. AFC and the AFC and uh, the AFC West, with the exception of Miami, play an open cold air. No, that's that's the. That's the benefit of home field advantage. Because imagine Buffalo, Buffalo plays in the cold, New York plays in the cold, and New England plays in the cold. Okay, think about it like this: What if the Dolphins had to go up there, or what if the Jaguars had to go up there and play that game? That is an advantage. That would have been a, exactly that's, and it's the same deal with with the Bucks in September playing down here when it's like a hundred and. 
It was like 100 degrees with like a 10 degree heat index. Yep. So, I mean, it's that's not they're not building a dome. That's like that's like saying the Packers need to get a dome over Lambeau. That'll never happen. No. Lambeau no at least the next 100 years. We won't be around. <laughs> we won't be around. Jerry Jones might be around, but we won't be around. Jerry Jones is going to make himself in a goddamn cyborg. But we we got to we got we got to move on here. We got to move on here. Right. So Which got, one's have Oh no no no. Remember when Patriots fans said that uh, they were going to beat the Bills? Remember that? They were confident that Mac Jones. Hey, we didn't do the Chiefs and Big Ben. Oh, we'll put that in hot topics. All right. All right. I, I'm going to say thank you for a great career, Big Ben. Yours truly, because that's all I could say with all the time I have. Yeah, I was going to say, you grew up on him. That's right. I no, no, no. Ace, Ace, Ace was the Big Ben fan. Ace was the Bills fan. I grew, I grew up on Drew Brees, Big Ben, and Philip Rivers. Well, I mean, I guess you could kind of say we and, all. And Tom Brady, but Tom Brady's still around, so I don't I was, I, I, I was a Peyton Manning kid. Yeah, he was the, he was a Peyton Manning guy. Golly, so hold on, you guys weren't around. You guys weren't even alive for uh, Brett for Packers. Brett Favre, were y'all? Nah, we, but didn't, was, we, we I, really didn't pay attention to football back then. When, when I was, was watching Brett Favre, he was getting his butt beat up, and he was throwing. Yeah. Oh my god. Well, I think most of the time I saw him, he was in Minnesota. Oh my god. Bounty Gate. Bounty Jeez. Gate. Jeez, and then you weren't even alive for uh, Chad Pennington. Golly, oh my goodness, you guys! I, I was alive for Josh Freeman. You guys weren't even. I ain't that young. Josh um, Freeman was about two thousand eight. Yeah, golly, you guys weren't even around for Ben Maddox in Pittsburgh. Oh yeah, right before uh, Roethlisberger. Yeah, golly, yeah. No, I'm going in a time machine right now. That's amazing. Jeez. Yeah, we didn't get to see the the prime Michael Vick. Well, I didn't get to see him. I was like one year old. Oh yeah, you missed that. That was good. All right, so I guess I could stay a tad bit for the NBA section, and then after that, I absolutely do gotta go. All right, but... just go talk about Westbrook ending Rudy Gobert's life last. Well, uh, I mean, for well, I mean that only proves that like he's just more in a shooting slump than what many folks want to call him washed. Because mm-hmm. like, did did you see that dunk? It was he took off from like near the free throw line. His whole upper body covered a seven footer. His whole upper body covered a seven footer while taking off nearby the free throw line. That is not a loss of athleticism there, all right? Not many point guards could still do that, even in their primes. Mm. That's that speaks I mean, volume. John Moran caught a block off what the... John, John Moran is... Two hands. John Moran's look, a freak. Hey, John Moran is an exception because many people make that comparison with him and Russell Westbrook being super athletic guys. So he right. is an exception, all right? All right, well, let's do this segment, and then Flash is going to go... All right, so this is a new segment I, I came up with today. It's called Trade or Keep, right? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a name, and you're all going to tell me if they should trade them or should they keep them. All right, so first up is John Collins from the Atlanta Hawks. Who do you, should they trade them or should they keep them? I'm just going to pull up the, uh, the schedule. The standings? Yeah, the standings, and then... I will, I will pull up the standings for you. All right. So Atlanta right now is the 12th seed in the Eastern Conference. They are currently 18 and 25, nine and a half games back of the number one seed. Trade them. And four games back from the 10th seed. Trade them. Get some, get some better pieces for them at this point. They already traded for Kevin Knox, so you might, as well, you might as well trade them. Which is strange for a team that also made an Eastern Conference Finals last year. And also a team 
that made Trey Young and Clint Capella untouchable. But at this point, yeah, you might as well trade John Collins. It's kind of interesting. Kevin went from being like the 11 seed and having a chance at the playoffs, kind of, to now he's like not even going to be in the playoffs at the 12 seed. Yep. It's, it's, right. it's still kind of soon about that. I mean, it's, Atlanta Hawks is an interesting team. Russell Westbrook, 22 and 22 with the Lakers, seventh seed. What do you guys think? The guy keep him. No I feel one. I feel like LeBron gonna make a move or something and get a, get like a decent amount of guys up out of there. There's gonna be this is the one I think is gonna get traded. Taylor Horton Tucker. He's gone. What team does he play for? Lakers. The Lakers. He's gone. He's been pitiful with Lakers like all season except for like one or two games. He gone. He, he's gone. We don't even know who he is. He gone. No, he was drafted last year, but he's gone. He I mean, got drafted like- last year. He got drafted by the Magic, and they traded him to the Lakers for like cash considerations. What was There's that? Been many things against the second round picks, like 2018, 2017. It's, it's been a while. It's yeah, been but T- Horn Tucker. THC is like a disgrace wearing that Lakers jersey. That's how bad he is. Name- I mean, but Lakers, Lakers fans swear by him by his upside, but Wait, but then they want to bash Russ. All right, well, let me let me read the three the the stats, right? He's got 10 10.6 points, 24% three-point shooting, uh and 40% field goal shooting. And he's isn't got Russ... three rebounds and assists. He he, uh, he 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 ain't good. Isn't Russ shooting better than him this season? He was I, at 30 something or 40 something percent at one point. And Russ is not even and, that good of a three-shooter. And he was drafted and part of my research time here, he was draft. Oh God, you're not going to give it to me! Wow, screw you, Google. Wikipedia says 2019 second round. Yeah, it was a few years back. Hmm. It, it wasn't 2017. It, it was like it was three years, two two years later. I I whatever. All right, next up, Mo Bamba with the last place Orlando Magic. I say trade his ass. Really? Trade. Really? Yep. Wow. Trade him. He hasn't been living up to magic expectations. Not the expectations. He, the dude is so soft inside. Like he gets, he gets posted up by point guards. I'm actually surprised that y'all said that. But I mean, he's he only block shots. If you're getting posted up by like someone built like Steph Curry or something, that's the problem. Because hmm. most of these point guards are not that buff. Like, except for the exception of the super athletic ones. He isn't he he isn't developing as they anticipated and it's been he got drafted in what twenty nineteen two or twenty eighteen. PJ Washington should be traded as well. I'm gonna throw that out there. There is there I've seen one like trade rumor thing where they were they were looking at the Hornets were looking at Mo Bamba and the Magic were looking at PJ Washington, where the Hornets are currently the seventh seed in the Eastern Conference at twenty four and twenty. But all right, what do y'all think? Harrison Barnes with the Sacramento Kings. They are the 11th seed in the Western Conference. Yes, that's another guy that should... Uh, just because he's playing on the Sacramento Kings, and Kings are dysfunctional, just trade him. Yeah. Golly, the Kings have fallen a long way from Greece, from where they... Yeah, they, were, they were trying to... Tr- they were trolling Westbrook, playing cold as ice, and then they just pointed out that they that- haven't been in the playoffs for a while. Well, I, I look, look, the Sacramento Kings should not be shit-talking Russell Westbrook in the first place. For, like, the past whatever years, that man has been raw-dogging him. 
when they play. So, and and then they just picked on the one game. Okay, next crazy. up, De'Aaron yeah. Fox, same team. Just, just they do have two point guards and Davion uh, Mitchell and Tyrese Halliburton. Wait, so say those names again. The Kings have who? De'Aaron Fox. And who's the guy you named before? Harrison Barnes. Golly, wow, man, they still suck. Jeez, yeah, get them mm-hmm. both. Out. Yeah, yeah, get your get your picks. Yeah, get them you both think? out. There. All right. Um, I didn't put this one on the list, but I'm going to add it. James Wiseman, he had arthroscopic knee surgery again in December. Hey, if the Lakers could get James James Wiseman, that'll be a big boost for them. They're not. The Warriors aren't trading him to the Lakers. So. Oh, wait, wait. But I'm thinking Jonathan Isaac. I'm thinking Jonathan Isaac. Was it a oh, Jonathan? <laughs> yeah, yes. Yes, Jonathan Isaac, please. Was or it Jeremy all? Grant. I, 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 I pissed off so many Magic fans. I think it was Friday because I said – um. I would trade Jonathan Isaac and a couple other people for, or a couple of picks for uh, Ben Simmons, and they said, "No way!" And I'm like, "Was it a meniscus tear, or was it?" Because I know it's a, he had a men. He had he had a patella injury to start 2020. Mm-hmm. I think it was 2020 or 2019, one of the two years. Then he had that same year he tore the ACL and, and meniscus, and he's been out since. Uh yeah, the Warriors should not trade James Wiseman. He's been really good for them, regardless. Even before he, has, he, he hasn't played for the year, and it, I, would, I, I would, I would, I would not trade James Wiseman. Still, only reason why I would trade James Wiseman is if you can bring in like a like a proven star already who can come in and guarantee. Who are gonna get Capella? They're not gonna no, get Capella. Not. Atlanta's not trading Capella. Seventy Sixers are not getting rid of Joel Embiid. Maybe you, you could try to. Please, the Wolves would call Anthony Towns, but even that, I don't even think that's happening. I would definitely hold on to him and like nurse him back to health, and then see what you can what what he has to offer after he's after he comes back from an injury first, and then go from there. If he can produce, then I'd say investment well spent. Good job training. Good job. Good job trainers and doctors. If he can't. Still, good job, doctors. You did the best you could, but I'd trade them for picks. All right. Um, uh, did, did you guys hear on the news that um the Lakers are officially putting Frank Frank Vogel on the hot seat? He's on a game. He's on a game by game basis. So if he f's up, he's done. Makes sense. I mean, they he's a defensive minded guy, and they have not been defensive minded. They're giving up. I from what I heard. On first take, they're giving up 113 points per game. That's not very defensive at all. Exactly. So, I mean, what's the point? What's what? What is his usefulness if he's not if they're not living up to the standard that he's supposed to take pride in? So, and AD is not being the defensive player that he's been, well, he, even when he was healthy. Been hurt, and he's no, been no, no. Hurt. What when he was playing? Oh yeah, he was horrible. He was he was horrendous. The only thing you need to ask now is, is like, who do you get if you do move on? Sam Cassell. If he, where's Cam? Where's Sam Cassell's at? Yeah, was um, Clippers. Huh? He's in the Clippers. Really? No, oh, yeah. he's not. Yeah, Sam Cassell's with the Clippers. Last I checked. No, there's no way he's coaching behind Ty Lue. There's Check no it. way. No way, Sam anyway. Cassell. 
Uh, Katie's going to be out four to six weeks with the knee injury, and there there was talks that Harden is open for a move elsewhere after the season because he's going to be a free agent. And Kyrie won't be change his vaccination stance and will stay a part time player. So Brooklyn, I I had a lot of hope for that Brooklyn team. I really did. They're third in the East right now at twenty seven and sixteen. They're only a half a game back from the first seed. So he's a so Sam Cassell is actually a uh, assistant under Doc Rivers in the 76ers. Oh, he wanted a Sixers, so he left when Tyloo got hired. He wanted a. I mean, I, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I know. I mean, I feel like if the Lakers could target one of the assistant coaches, it it, it could be done. I'm sure. Because mm-hmm. I know for a fact you do not want David Fisdale as your head coach on a team like the Lakers. Well, actually, what well, he might be an okay coach under Le- LeBron's coaching. I mean, hey, hey, you know what? Maybe LeBron and Russ may be able to run to whoever offense, like how you see Westbrook running under Scott Brooks, and even he looked more successful in Washington under Scott Brooks and Frank Vogel. I mean, it, it make Frank Vogel makes Scott Brooks look like a magician with the way how Russ is being utilized. All right, one more and thing Scott, before we Scott Brooks on. is hideous. I got to ask this question. I don't know if we answered this already. No, we did not. <sighs> They're trying to hope that they can get a, like a, I don't even want to say a Harden type offer, but it's like a, essentially like three first round picks and a good player. That's what <laughs> they want. Maybe, maybe trade him to New York. Trade him for Kyrie or something. Maybe Kyrie would be happy. Happy if KD signs off on that move. That move ain't happening unless KD signs it off. <laughs> I'm kidding with that one. The only way Ben Simmons gets traded is like if the Lakers really want Ben Simmons and they're willing to they trade Russ. Nah, and, and that's. I mean, LeBron, hey, Russ, and, ben, LeBron Russ, and Ben can't. I don't. I can't see that working Le, together. I, I mean, hey, Russ and Embiid it, with that 76 shooting is is a dream. Hey, that, LeBron that, and Simmons on the same team. All you gotta do is just foul them. You have a higher chance to just win. But dude, but dude defense, play. defense with uh, uh, Vogel, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Right. Okay. Okay. I was playing around with that one. All right. Let's talk about John Moran. I want to talk about John Moran. Oh, he just ain't want to go. He said he got to go and then he can't go. Oh, I, I want to talk about. John, I want to talk about John Moran real quickly. All right. Well, look at the question to talk about. Very dangerous. All right. Unless unless you're unless you're not. Unless you are the Phoenix Suns, you should be afraid of the Grizzlies. They are the three seed right now. Because because guess what? The Warriors always get bitched around when they play the, the Grizzlies. John Moran keeps going for Steph Curry's head. I was saying, but you know the playoffs, that's a different monster now. I, it is a different monster. But John Moran so far has been beating Steph Curry. He, they knocked him out in the play-in game last year. John Moran's been out playing. As wild as it sounds, it's been true. Fair enough. So I mean, yes, I know it's regular season, but unless you are the Phoenix Suns, you should be terrified of the Memphis Grizzlies. Okay. And, y'all, so, and did you see Stephen Adams? Like, even though Stephen Adams as a basketball player is not a all bouncer, he may not be the best basketball player, may not be the best center, but you want that guy on your team because, like, that man will defend your superstar. He will actively right. defend your superstar. The, the, look, 
look, let me tell you a few things about Steven Adams, all right? Steven Adams has sized up against when Zaza tried, tried to fake, tried to beat up on Russell Westbrook back in, what, 2017, whatever. He, he, he put a hard screen on Patrick Beverly, knocking him down to the ground. And now we had Steven Adams actively picked up another team's center and walked him, like, what, 20, 30, 40 feet away from a fight? All right, so they can't even make the argument of Ja having done it in the playoffs because he averaged 30 points, 8 rebounds, and 5 assists in 5 games in the playoffs against Utah last year. Hmm. And knocked out Steph Curry. Portland's playing Orlando again? Yep. They played last night. All right, was was my rant over... Over Steven Adams convincing about the type of guy he was or no? Blistering Fury from Flash. Yeah, I think that's like my number four. Yeah. Right. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure there's more cases, but those are the ones I remember on top of my head. When he sized up against Zaza, when he when he put a hard screen on Patrick Beverly, dropped his ass to the ground, and then he picked up another man, another center for crying out loud. All right, you got everything out of the system. You're good yes. back to go back to doing what you got to do. Yeah, I was gonna say we got to move on to the next topic. Yeah. All right, guys, I am heading out. It's been fun, y'all. All righty. Text y'all later. All right. You take care. You take care, sir. USF National. Take care, alumni. Pastor Flash. Take USF care, Pastor National alumni President Flash. You got. Oh wait, I need to ask Jordan one thing. What do you okay. think about the USF hiring of the new offensive coordinator? Who trick it? Yeah, from. I mean, he comes from a good. He comes from a good pedigree. He comes from a good pedigree. I mean, that family's they bleed football. They've got they've got good history at Florida State at Samford. I mean, USF got a good one. Um, I think so too. I mean, hopefully the the guys buy in. To be honest with you, I I trust the trickets with what they do. I think the unfortunate I mean, trick it was the game had passed him by and his time was done. But I mean, if if USF players buy in, it it could pay off. But again, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, like okay. every single USF player that has stayed at USF, they have bought in the system. That includes Timmy McLean and everyone else, and Battle and all of them. They, they all, they, they all been with them for a long time, and I haven't heard any guys have wanted to transfer it out yet. So, I think most of them are buying into the system and trusting the process and stuff. As it should be, as it should be. Um, but yeah, you take care, man. Take care. Yep. You have a nice evening. Boy, he did not want to go away. <laughs> no, he did not. That's like uh, that's like when uh, Timmy Turner's uh, fairly odd parents were getting sucked into the wormhole, and he was like, "We don't want to go away forever. We love you." Now I was gonna say that's like a kid when they say it's time to go to bed, and they say, "Nah, I'm not going yet." <laughs> Essentially, uh, that's when you got to get out the chancla or the ruler or the belt. Mm. But yeah. uh, where we at? What we got with the uh, we got the Big Ten and ACC not being totally sold on the 12 team playoff. The ACC's already came out and said they don't want it. I don't know why. I mean, hey, it's not like they got in last year on their fourth team because the ACC has been horrible this last year. But Honestly, I really feel like the playoff should just stay at four teams. 
I I can't I can't get behind that because it feels like it just feels like the playoff committee sometimes they you know you like almost you get like a, a kind of a type of bias in it like they want to have certain teams in and then some teams get messed off or whatever. Yeah. But in the, I mean, if the team, if a bad team gets in, they're gonna get blown out anyway. So I mean, like, yeah. it doesn't really matter. And I, I mentioned it like this many moons ago on an older episode of the Running Gun Podcast. Because here's what's gonna happen if you expand it to eight: you're gonna put some at-large teams in. You're gonna, of course, put the conference champions in. So the ACC champ gets in, Big Ten champ, SEC, Pac-12, Big Twelve. Your five conference champions get in. But then you're going to look at the next few teams. So then you've got your runner-ups. And that, and guarantee is going to be the SEC runner-up. Exactly. So And then from there, you look at the SEC run-up, and you're like, well, gee, who is ESPN's cash cow? The SEC. The SEC. So you got to think about it like this. On one year, you're going to have Alabama and Georgia get in. And then let's say LSU has a successful tw- – 11, 12 win season too, but they just miss out or yeah. Well, 11, 10, 11 win season. They just miss out. LSU gets in. And then let's just so happen. Auburn has a successful season too, where they win 10 or 11 games. They're getting in too. on top of that. Then you look at, you know, the American champion who will get in on top of that. Plus, I mean, if the American runner up is any good, they'll get in. Then the ACC runner up will get in. So, I mean, it, it, it heavily favors the SEC plus a few other teams sending their at-large teams in. And I think... Well, I mean, there's one solution to that. Make the ACC be better and stop looking so pathetic. But, see, how do you make the ACC better? Huh? How do you make the ACC better? I don't know. They, they're not getting the recruitment like the SEC is. They're not. And the crazy thing is, is they were. And I think it's the the firepower of coaches, all of the top tier coaches have gone to the SEC for the most part. The ACC doesn't mm-hmm. really have that except outside of Dabo, who really we're about to find out how good he is without Tony Elliott and Brent Venables and Florida state. They've disappeared since Jimbo left. Pitt, I don't, I don't count on Pitt to be successful. Yeah. Who else? They're out there. Um, Miami. We're gonna see what Cristobal does, but I'm I'm not expecting too much. So that's yeah. That's yeah, how I, was. I don't I don't count on Boston College. I don't even know if there's any other. Who who else is top dogs in the ACC? I mean, you, you always because Clemson's been running it since like 2013. It feels like, and then you yeah. have the FSU days with Jameis and Dallas. It. Um, it's been those two teams really in the ACC coming out. Of course. Wake Forest is another team that's pretty good, but I think Sam Hartman is not going to be there too much longer at quarterback. So, yeah. And then you also got UNC, but UNC is not. I'm not expecting much from UNC next year. Nope. But all right, before we get into college basketball, you want to just set up the rest of the like kind of tidbit college football news. We got. Sure. Been. I mean. It was I think this came out I want to say like literally Tuesday or Wednesday where the talk of a uh, they say like Stetson Bennett has been looking at the transfer portal. I mean, I don't see why he would. I, I forgot. I forgot. I forgot that the NCAA gave kids like an extra year of eligibility because of COVID. Yeah. So that's why I was thinking he would have had to go to draft this year, but I was like, oh, I was like, he can go transfer. I was like, 
that makes sense because people are already looking at they're they're looking at JT Daniels and then they got like I think two five stars right there on the bench mm. also. So you're like, do you want to go to Stetson again, or are you gonna go turn to JT? I don't I don't know if JT could prove himself healthy for the whole year, but or this year was just weird for him. But I find it weird that Stetson Bennett would leave after like all this whole story on him of you know he's grown up a georgia guy he he loves mm-hmm. university he walked on and everything earned his way blue collar working guy type of thing like that i'm surprised that he would even consider entering the transfer portal um the other one i'm surprised well not surprised at entering the transfer portal i felt like he was gone regardless was jt daniels and if he leaves yeah he'll, he'll have his options few interesting ones miami comes to mind for jt daniels um florida state where else maybe usc who knows did did usc grab anybody when uh lincoln went i don't know if they did usc has not grabbed anybody yet and caleb williams is still floating around out there in the transfer portal i'm surprised he hasn't gone anywhere yet exactly same i'm i that's why i'm just like i'm wondering now where and what's going to happen so it's it's gonna be an interesting occurrence it really is we'll see yep we shall see um hunter johnson is is going back to clemson after a a hot minute in the northwestern i mean i I really don't even know why he's even relevant anymore Exactly. I'm because that's my thing. I'm like, really? You really were about to go to Northwestern and leave Clemson, leave a situation like Clemson. You're guaranteed at least to make a bowl game at Clemson. But Northwestern too, I got I'm not no, going and he's going back from Northwestern to Clemson. I don't know. Yeah, well, you know, I'll just leave it like this. I don't know why he even considered leaving Clemson. Trevor Lawrence was there, that's why. Well, hmm. Yeah, and then Brent Bellenbulls and Tony Elliott is gone too, so I can kind of understand that. Tough it out, man. Tough it out. Earn your earn your way on the field. DJ yep, bouncing around. Way. He ain't all that. Fight for your spot. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. All right. We got Chip Kelly getting a four year extension, which is kind of shocking because people were calling for his job before last season. Yeah, UCLA ain't gonna do too much. <laughs> no kidding. We, 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 at least we know who's going to win the Battle of Los Angeles for the next three years. <laughs> the next four years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, unless they fire him after year three, which is always a possibility. Yes. But um, you have three Alabama wide receivers. All three of Alabama's top receivers are going to the draft. Uh, Jameson Williams, John Mechie, and Bolden. Uh, Jordan <laughs> Battle is returning the safety. He's returning for his senior year. Fair enough. I'm not expecting... Mechie or Jameson Williams to really have big roles in the combine, having still recovered. I I am starting to think Jameson Williams didn't tear his ACL. I know I I heard them say, but I'm not entirely sure if he actually did because they said, um, that he's still projected to go round one. I'm like, if you tore your ACL, I seriously doubt it's, you going unless it's very late. It's possible. They're still, they're still ranking him number three, which is it's possible. Shocking. He he's explosive. He's explosive enough. It's possible. And then plus you gotta think too with modern day sports medicine. That is true. Really possible. I mean, and honestly, the doctors and the trainers at Alabama do a 
an amazing job preparing those guys to come back from injuries. Like, I mean, if you look at if you if you looked at Mechie, Mechie looked like he was ahead of schedule with his recovery. So I mean, Jameson Williams would probably be the same way. So I mean, it's it's going to be. Interesting. Oh, it is a torn ACL. So let's see, ACLs are what a year or nine months. ACLs are nine months, but to be specifically safe, they a take year. about a year. So he probably wouldn't even play his rookie year. Neither of them would. No. I I I don't know if I was a GM, I wouldn't entirely be drafting a guy coming off a torn ACL round one. But I mean, it does make sense if you want that extra year. Yeah. Just got to be. If you're gonna take him round one, you're not gonna be like a rebuilding team like a Jets or a Jaguars taking him round. There's there has to be a plan in place for yeah. guys like that. And See, I trust a quality organization to draft him and not a dysfunctional one. Yeah, so when and I know what you mean when you say that. So that like he does not need to go to Cleveland. He doesn't need to go to they neither one needs to go to Cleveland, New York, either New York team or Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, I could see maybe my not not even Miami. Miami's got a decent. Miami don't need a wide receivers. Um, if it would be first round, I'd say it's probably Green Bay. If they make it that far, yeah, maybe the Chargers. I don't think the Chargers really need another guy, but the Chargers don't. They got triplets. Jalen Guyton's coming along very very well, and they got Josh Palmer too with Mike and uh, Keenan. But isn't Mike Williams supposed to be a free agent, I think, coming yeah. up soon? Seattle. Seattle don't got no first-round picks. So I oh, think – Oh, man. And yeah. given how I saw Rashad Penny play the last month, I don't even think they go Kenneth Walker to start the second round. Mm-mm. Kenneth Walker, whoever gets him, they're going to get a, like an absolute fantasy superstar stud, I feel like. But I don't know. I, I can't – Minnesota maybe – for for uh, one of these receivers because I know Theon's getting up in age, and they got Jefferson, but I mean they can always that, add another guy. They need a defense help. Trio. They they would have they would have a nice trio if they could get Jameson Williams, Mechie, or Olave. Uh, who else? Denver definitely don't need no receivers. They got three solid guys, but then there's also been talk of Judy maybe getting traded. Because they just paid Cortland Sutton and uh, what's that guy, Tim Patrick? Mm-hmm. So that's a that's right. an interesting one, but, but yeah, we'll move over to hot topics. I mean, Iowa's head coach Kirk Ferentz got well, a extension for twenty twenty nine. Huh? I was actually excited about college hoops and to talk about that. Oh yeah, I forgot. I, I wanted to hear about. I wanted to talk about this Auburn thing because this the Auburn being number one in the country is that that's a pretty big deal. Yeah, they got um, I think there's a they have a dude. He's a power forward. I'm forgetting his name. It's Jalen something, and I, I'm completely drawing a blank on what his name is. But they say, they've been running it the last two weeks. I will say I I usually have not really given Auburn the credit that that they're due, but Auburn recently they've been on a roll in basketball. Jabari Smith, that's what his name is. Yeah, that dude, I think he's going to give Paolo Banchero a run for his money for the number one pick with Chet Holgram, but Auburn been running, man. I swear, it's been crazy. And then he had nine teams lose on Saturday. Mm. Number one, Baylor was part of that. USC, LSU, Alabama, a couple other guys. 
Makes sense. All lost on Saturday. And, and then we and then we were talking in a dog fight. I can't remember we were talking about them last week and then they proceeded to go lose. Mm-hmm. Like exactly after the show finished. They're about to lose right now. <laughs> we got 47 seconds. They're in danger of they're in danger of losing right now. Oh, oh, oh. Who are they playing? They're playing Oklahoma. 12 and 5 Oklahoma is currently down by two. And they just tied it up to number seven Kansas, who's fourteen and two and three and one. Kansas always got a good program, but I think this year they've been better than the last couple of years. My problem with Kansas is is they always do have a good program, but they can never necessarily put all the pieces together to win it in the tournament. Exactly, because there's been like maybe two years out of the last six that I've made brackets, and I've. Two of those years, I gave Kansas a chance, and they just lost it all in the Elite Eight both times. I'm trying to remember the year, but it's pretty recently they were they were in the Elite Eight. I want to say like two years ago, three years ago. Oh, I'm th- I'm, this is back in like 2000 and 2000. What's the Wiggins day? 14. This was back in like yeah, the Wiggins team. 15. Yeah. And they just let it go. But, yeah. I mean, that, that's all I wanted to say about college basketball. I'm looking forward to it. I'm watching it right now. But that's all I want to talk about. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready for February, March, for when those uh, when the uh, the conference boys. tournaments. Hey, what's up, Ashton? When those conference tournaments start up, that, that's what I'm ready for. Yeah, same. I'm looking forward to that, too. That's that's going to be an interesting. That's uh, when the fun begins for real, real. Oh, yeah. I mean, on and look, it, give me about, an, I think, honestly, for me, I think after the NFL playoffs is over, I'm definitely going to be more invested into college basketball and I'm going to be watching closer. So I'm, that'll definitely have my attention. Wow. Baylor plays Oklahoma Saturday at three. So the Big 12 is just beating on each other right now, I swear. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude. Yes. But um, it's, it's, a, it's a dog fight in the Big Twelve. I'll keep you updated on this, but by all means, let's switch over to hot topics now. Yep. All right. So, what do you want to do first, David Coley or Mike Maycock? <laughs> you call him Mike Maycock. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna call him Mike Maycock. It's not Mike. Mike, Maycock. Mike. I know, I know, I know what his name is, but. <laughs> oh my goodness! I typed it in wrong, but I know what his name is, Mike Maycock. But I'm like, you know what? He's, He's been worked. so bad in Las Vegas. I'm gonna call him. My thing is, is you y'all did my. Here's my thing. First of all, y'all did not see this coming when. Well, we knew it was coming. Network working the draft or not working the draft, working the draft and the combine. Y'all did not see this coming. <laughs> Come on, it's like hiring Todd McShay to be a GM or not Todd McShay, <laughs> Mel Kiper, that idiot. Exactly, like. He is literally NFL Network's version of Mel Kiper. Did he we is. Really, are we really excited? Like, are we really surprised by this? We saw this coming. <laughs> Come on. All right, let's give a rundown of the picks. His first round picks, man. Holy crap. The only good pick in the three or four years he was there was Josh Jacobs. Let's get that straight out of the door. Josh Jacobs is the only good pick. Yeah, Stephen Farrell in the same draft class, they took him four. 
Oh right? yeah, they could have had Devin White in the fan in the fan base. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They could have had Devin. And, yeah, that was that year, and then they had Alex Weatherwood this year. And I skipped 2020 for a reason because both of those guys aren't even on the team right now. And Henry Ruggs and Damon Arnett. <laughs> they say they draft high character yeah, guys. I'm, I'm gonna give I'm, I'm gonna give Mayock I'm gonna give Mayock a pass with the Henry Ruggs pick because honestly, no, they took they took Ruggs over Judy. Henry Ruggs wasn't even the best player on his own college football team. He and was they took him over Judy. Was. He took he more seed. The fastest, but he wasn't the best. I will say that. I, I give you that. But I will say this: the Henry and Ruggs, not even Justin Jefferson went after all of them. I mean, Jalen Ruggs also went. Uh, Jalen Rager also went in front of Jalen Justin Jefferson, and we saw how bad he was on on Sunday. <laughs> I mean, weren't you at the game? You saw how bad Jalen Rager was. Oh, I know. There was a lot of Eagles fans cussing out Jalen Rager. <laughs> Hey, I, I was like, man, y'all really just don't like this guy. I thought it was just like the Twitter warriors that didn't like him. But like, I'm like, y'all really don't mess with him like that. Like, it's really like that. My goodness. Yeah. Uh, but it's. I mean, his, his back end drafting wasn't as bad. I mean, he's only got like four guys and three draft classes still on his team outside of the second round. Like mm-hmm. Max Crosby, Trayvon, Tra- Trayvon Mullen, and Trevon uh, Morig. All right. And uh, Brian Edwards are like the only main guys. And Hunter Renfro are like the only main guys still on that team mm-hmm. out of his draft classes. So, I mean, it ain't been great. And it's it, it, it just been going downhill from there, essentially. Once again. Why do we bring guys off of TV to do the job that we know they can't do? And then he see, and then the thing is, is too. I I noticed this watching Hard Knocks, the way he would act in the facility. He acts like a hard. I'm gonna say a call like it is. He acts like a hard ass, and to showboat for cameras. But in reality, we know he ain't worth a, a snap bean. We know he ain't worth nothing. Because I'm watching Hard Knocks, and I'm like, you just fronting. Let's give some names of who they took. They took Seelan Farrell, right? That's when they had the fourth pick in the draft. They took him over Devin White, Ed Oliver, Rashawn Gary. Christian Wilkins hasn't been bad in Miami. Brian Burns has been a beast in Carolina. Jeffrey Simmons should have been, I think, a pro bowler this year in Tennessee. Mm -hmm. Even Montez Sweat has Mm -hmm. been good. So, I mean, he's like. They they passed up on some solid dudes to take Ceylon Farrell, who was, I mean, let's be real. Was he even the best pass rusher in Clemson? I, I swore Dexter Lawrence was more dominant than him. Way more disruptive. He was yeah, not so I mean, his own team. All right. Have we have we bashed him enough? Yeah, I don't we, know if we got to talk. Oh, that's what I call him. I've already said it. He needs to go back to the right. now. Let's talk. Let's want to have a mini rant on Dave, uh, Coley or not. David Coley is a victim of the NFL not giving an, enough African American coaches time to do what they need to do because it makes no sense once again that you fire David Coley for going in there and doing a job that he did, and you got guys like Helen Moore who ain't ain't all that and probably won't right the ship in Jacksonville if he's hired in Jacksonville. 
the fans. You give you'll give Kellen Moore five years, but you won't give David Culley or Brian Flores five two years. years. No, they didn't give David Culley two years. Yeah, I and I think he's getting paid, I want to say like twenty something million for the next four years anyway. Exactly. Like he's gonna get a boatload of money for the next couple of years, but I mean he how do you want to give the man one year? I mean he wasn't he wasn't bad. He got that team. That team that team really ain't got much on that offense. And he still got out four wins with that's a team that part of that got game. that got gutted by Bill O'Brien. That's the shameful part of business. And see, and this is why when people constantly always ask why Eric Bieniemy is still a coordinator, why is Byron Leftwood still a coordinator, why is Todd Bowles still a coordinator? I mean, look, I mess with you, and I tell you, I'm like, look, they ain't going nowhere. But the harsh reality is, is look, if I'm either if I'm any of those guys and I'm getting looks from these teams and I'm seeing how they're doing my fellow brethren, fellow African-Americans and uh, that get these head coaching jobs. Do I really want to leave the situation I'm in right now? If I'm Eric Bieniemy, do I really want to leave Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and the chance to play for Super Bowls every year to go dig a franchise like Jacksonville out of the ground when I know don't I mean, get any help from the front office? Bieniemy and Leftwich, I mean, if they're real smart, they can just stay right where they is. And that's what I, I would mean. Do. Leftwich, Leftwich is the only one I can see actually probably leaving because you ain't gonna know who's gonna be your quarterback once Tom retires. But then, given Tom Brady, he might just play for the next seven years until he's fifty or six years until he's fifty. So, but I, I mean, I but Bieniemy, he got Mahomes for the next ten years. I want to say exactly. Uh, and you got Kittle under contract, and you got Hill under contract. You you know, just wait until Andy retires. And honestly, here's this: if I'm Eric Bieniemy, I'm I'm hanging around until the day Andy Reid retires. I don't know when that'll be, but I'm hanging around until he retires, so I can inherit that team. Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes, Mahomes gel well together, and same thing goes for honestly Todd Bowles and Byron Leftwich. I'm inheriting that team when Bruce Arians retires. That's what I would. I don't do. know what I, I feel like. Bowles is going to get a job. He's got he's got effort. interviews up in Minnesota and he's got interview in uh, Chicago. I don't see him getting the Chicago job because Chicago's a bunch of idiots anyway. Getting either one. I feel like honestly, I think Minnesota acts stupid. Then again, I don't know. Minnesota hired Dennis Green, so I, they they may take a chance with Todd Bowles. So I don't know. I mean. You're in the NFC North. You probably need a defensive coach because you got you got Aaron Rodgers right there, but also Aaron Rodgers might not be there at the end of the year. So there's also that. Yeah. And then honestly, too, I will say this. If if they do leave Tampa, I, th- I find it hard to imagine that Tom Brady doesn't know any good coordinators out there or guys out there that oh, are ready. They, they, they didn't get someone like this. Exactly. Yeah, they'll 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 replace him, and then honestly, too, the offensive mind of Tom Moore is still on that sideline. Tom Moore is an old mind that's been around, and they got Pep Hamilton, I think, too. Yeah, I think yeah, I think they do. So I mean, look, you 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 have a mind. That one, I was surprised he didn't stay in uh, Los Angeles. I was surprised he didn't want to stay with Herbert and work with Herbert. He went with Brady instead. Well, it's whatever. He's trying to get himself a ring. That's what it is. Well, he already got himself a ring, didn't he? I'm not 100% sure. but Wasn't he there last season? Or he just came up this year? I know he's on the team now, but I don't know if he was there last year or not. I have to go back and check. Um, but, I mean, 
like even Dan Quinn is getting an interview after like literally having a dumpster fire in Atlanta for like four years. Dan and Quinn the defense really wasn't that great. I mean, Micah Parsons did all the work. Trayvon Diggs, you saw Trayvon Diggs on full display in the wild card round, where Brandon Ayuk absolutely torched the living hell out of him. Oh, oh, Kansas won. They won by three, 67 to 64 over Oklahoma. They held on. They held but, on. Good job, Kansas. You know, I, I know what you mean, though. Yeah, it's, Trayvon Diggs, to me, is probably the, the best, most inconsistent corner in the NFL that just happens to be in the right place at the right time when the ball's in the air. As He's odd, an over-glorified Janoris Jenkins. Yeah, like, I, I don't understand it at all, like, he does things that would normally get you benched. Like anybody would get benched, but he he makes up for it by being at the right place at the right time. It's it's so I I can't describe it. You can't get any more lucky at being inconsistent. As weird as that sounds, it's not even inconsistent. It's just pure luck because he's he's been bad the entire year in coverage. But he somehow has like eleven or twelve picks, which makes absolutely no sense. It's it's crazy. I, I mean, I can see why he has twelve picks. You know why? I because most ball hawks you can actually pick off the ball. They play lockdown defense and they don't allow a whole lot of yards, so teams don't even throw it that way. But Trayvon Diggs is so bad in coverage, teams know they can exploit him to get the yards. That's why they throw to him, and he can still get the picks as the season goes on. Yeah, so I would say he's good at baiting, should I say. He's good at baiting people. But at the same oh. time, the, the inconsistencies are glaring, and they, those need to improve. But that could be a case of possibly just being satisfied with getting paid and having success, which it does happen. I mean, I want to see – Have did Stefan played him, right, this year? The card, no, the Cowboys did not play the Bills this year. Oh, it was last year's when the Bills put the Cowboys. That's right. Yeah. But I mean, I want to, Stefan would absolutely torch the absolute living crap out of Trayvon. Hey, that was some people's Super Bowl matchups. I guess their brackets have been busted. Well, I mean, I want to see the rematch of Stefan. Remember, he was going like this last year in the AFC Championship. That's going to be a hell of a rematch. I mean, Kansas City scored five touchdowns in less than a quarter and a half. It's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be fun. I'm looking. They said it was 11 minutes of possession, 11 and a half minutes. I want to say there was some NFL record. Mahomes threw five touchdowns in like that amount of time, and I'm like trying to remember. I think that game was on Sunday as well. That was Sunday night. I stopped watching. I was like, I can't see this for Ben. I'm I'm gonna just stop. Deontay dropped almost like three or four uh, catches, and I'm like, all right, Twitter's gonna kill him, but I'll still I'll stick with him. If yeah, you want to go head over to the Saints, yeah. I need the guy who can uh, run around and get open, so I'll take him. Monday, right after the Bucks game. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. That game what, Saturday or Sunday? Sunday out, right after the Bucks game is over. Okay, so that's the four o'clock. Six thirty game. That's yeah, close enough. Yeah. Well, this ought to so be... Wait, the Bucks is at three or two. The Bucks play at three o'clock. That's a weird time. It's um, it's just the way the playoffs work now. Because honestly, the um, the conference championship weekend has the games set up to where the AFC championship will be. It's on the same day. 
Yeah, yeah the AFC cha- the championships are on the same day at that time, but I know it, it, that just it felt it just felt weird hearing that. But anywho, um, so what's Brett, like this nonsense about um, uh, which we have we got everybody right? Yeah, so let's talk about yep. the Sean Payton nonsense, bro. They keep talking about him going to getting traded to Dallas or Chicago. Yeah, that ain't happening. As much as I don't really like the Saints, I know that ain't happening. That Sean Sean Payton may re- he he's going to retire as, in New Orleans. Yeah, he's going to retire in New Orleans. I don't know when that'll be, but I don't see him going anywhere. And the only way he may leave New Orleans for Dallas is if Jerry Jones throws like a big bankroll at him. But it's not even the bankroll because he got a contract extension and. Uh, at like midway through 2019, right? It was mm. just before they played like the 49ers or whatever that big game. But was, he's under contract till 2026. So, I mean, the only way he, they're getting him out of New Orleans is if Jones makes a very convincing argument for him to want to leave New Orleans, and then Dallas giving up a crap. Like, you remember how uh the Raiders gave up like uh, the Bucks gave up two firsts and two seconds for uh, Gruden to go head over to Tampa in like 2000. Yes. It's yep. gonna probably be like twice that amount. Honestly, I, if if I'm Sean Payton and I'm and I get called up about that, I have one demand and one demand only. If I do go to Dallas, and that Jerry is Jerry Jones doesn't tell him how to do his job. That I want Jerry Jones out of the way at all times. You you have no say at all. You can do your little radio show and do your little interviews, but when it comes to that draft room. You sit, you you sit your behind in that corner, <laughs> and you don't move. I'm I call the shots here. That's that's how that's how it's gonna work. Honestly. I think it'd be it'd be more likely to see him in Chicago, but that'd be if he gets older and he wants to just go back home because that's where he's from, mm-hmm. and he'd also get to work with Justin Fields. That's I can see is as minimal chance as this ever happening. I see it has a higher chance of being Chicago than it'd be Dallas. Oh yeah. Plus, I mean, look, da- Chicago is not dysfunctional. You don't have to deal with Jerry Jones. Exactly. Like I said, Chicago's not dysfunctional. The ownership in Chicago knows how to stay out of the way and let you let you work. But if they need to step in and change things, they will. Like with a lot of franchises, as you've seen. Mm-hmm. But I don't think New Orleans will let him go simply because of the fact they were so bad before they got him and Breeze. Like. Oh yeah, it just changed. I don't. They already lost Breeze. I don't think they're gonna want to lose Payton. They'll just like yeah. milk him until he's just says, "All right, I'm done." If that if that were to happen, the Saints would go back to the, the fifth Ints. quarter in the French Quarter. Yeah, the Ints, <laughs> the Archie Manning days. Yeah, it, and it would, it it'll slowly start to happen though. It won't just happen like that. It'll slowly work its way down because at first things would be like. Yeah, yeah, we're still doing good without Sean. We didn't really, we we all right. And As the years go on, they're gonna go boom, boom, like a gradual decline that'll happen. But I, right. I don't see that happening anytime soon. Right. I just don't two two more things before we talk about the rest. This little NHL stuff. Steven Stamkos made his seventh all-star game. He made it in through the fan voting. So a little oh round of applause for Steven. He's got like 46 points right now. So a little shout out to Steven Stamkos. He's going to join Vasilevsky and Hedman in the All-Star game. The Lightning are currently tied 
with the Florida Panthers for the best team in the NHL with the same amount of points. But the Lightning have played more games and they've had two more losses than the Panthers. That's the only reason why they don't have the tiebreaker. And um, Timo Mir with the San Jose Sharks had five goals last night, which is pretty impressive because you don't see that every day. And so it's a little two hockey things for us right there. And so you want to talk about these rests before we head on out? Avalanche doing what they do too in the West. Okay. Yep. Sense. Hopefully they don't blow it again in the playoffs. They will. Yeah, they probably will. To be honest with them, in the blue, they, they need to do what the Lightning did. They're like they're essentially what the Lightning were in 2019. That's that's what they've been for the last three years. They they like run through the the uh the West and then because they have the skill, but they don't have that like that kind of dog mentality like what the Lightning got when they brought in Coleman and Goodrow. They don't got mm. that on their team. They just have the impest. Pest annoyance of Nazem Kadri, who's like the, behind Brad Marchand. He's like one of the more dirtier players in the NHL, but that's, that's just what I got to say about that. But yeah. So beside Buffalo, there one was thing, one thing I do want to say. I got to point this out is, is, um, so over the weekend or in the past couple of days, fam, you did pick up some key transfers. From Iowa, Iowa State, actually. It's been pretty huge. So, Kaim Mani King, who was a former three-star defensive back, committed to FAMU. As well, too, I know they got another, they got a linebacker a few weeks ago, too. I'm trying to find his name right now. But they also got Jordan Same guy, you were trying to find his name like two weeks ago, too. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Eric Horn. He's also a transfer linebacker from Iowa State. Former three star, 6'1, 225 pounds. FAMU's been loading up, man. And then they also got another one, too. Destin Coates, running back, three star, 5'11, 200 pounds out of Georgia State. They're loading up, man. They're loading up. Hey, hey. Um, I know Mississippi Valley State got the top JUCO QB. Yes. And I know they got him. And then Alabama AM picked up like a bunch of guys. I know that one. Dude, that, I'm they my thing was, a bunch of uh, SEC guys, I think it was. SEC everywhere. Every day you look up, Alabama AM signs someone new. But the thing that I'm starting to notice that I that I that I saw with um one of the guys we went to high school with, Malik Barrow is the fact that like he never made it to fall camp so i don't know how this is all going to work out my thing is they've signed a whole bunch of guys like it's basically a whole new team they're probably like signing almost like a uh, tryout contract and they're bringing him in for the spring and they're going to see how it works and then i don't know man this is like this is crazy i'm like how many scholarships do they have I mean, some, maybe they got some guy pumping in the money for the name image, the NIL, whatever it's called, name imaging and likeness. I think is what it's called. Probably, probably. But ain't Texas pumping out like I know the, the University of Texas is giving out like million dollars of NIL. So I mean, you ain't know what Alabama be doing. So, mm. and then you got uh Hugh Jack. Is it Hugh Jackson? Right, he's in Grambling. Yeah, Hugh Jackson's doing work, man. 
He's you're going to run the tequila business and program work at the same time. I want to see how that works. <laughs> you got his own tequila uh, business, though. So. Oh After God. he got fired from Cleveland, he opened that up. I want to see how it works. Oh, my goodness. Um, <laughs> what were you about to say before I... Yeah, I, I was like, so out of the, uh, what, six or eight games uh, over the uh, weekend, right, for the NFL... Mm. Only only one team stood out to me, and that was Buffalo. But other than that, there was no real teams that actually stood out. The only thing that other that really stood out for the weekend, damn, them refs suck. Like they sucked really bad this weekend. Oh, of course. The officiating That's- was, I the the worst officiating I've seen was 2018, where because they blue calls on both the Saints and the Rams, but mm. they don't know how it ended, but. They 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 screwed so much up this weekend. I am like, wow. And you're like, they 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 essentially suspended the guys who ref the Bengals Raiders game, right? Yeah, but then you have Benavid who still who ref the Super Bowl the next year, and has been refing primetime games ever since. So I mean, you're like, okay, so you want to use harsh punishments for screwing up a game like Cleveland Cincinnati? But then you got that guy still running around doing whatever he wants. I know. So, yeah. No, yeah. See, getting like double standard. Jerome Boger and his and his staff they do a terrible job. I don't think that they're that good. I miss I miss Ed Hockley. I miss him so much as a as a referee. Uh, but Jerome Boger's staff they they suck. I'm just gonna call it what it is. Um, I'm glad that they're not doing any more games. Now that now that I'm thinking about it, I gotta see what games he uh ref because I want to think he did the game where they had the taunting call on the Chicago guy in Pittsburgh that game. Mm-hmm. The one where the guy like looked at the bench and they called that. While he looks for that, um friendly reminder, folks, the running on podcast is every Wednesday at 8 o'clock p.m. live on YouTube and Twitter. We will be returning soon. As soon as Uncle Sam sends the goods, we will be back. So, okay, so there. We'll be back. As he still they had, They had the game where they screwed up the Tennessee New Orleans. They had the game where they screwed up. Remember that Baltimore-Cleveland game? That was a horrible disaster, essentially. They had the... Dallas New York game. I remember that one. That was that was the Dallas team role, I want to say. That one they called like a bunch of crazy stuff on, and the Cowboys fans were mad. And what else? Actually, they didn't have that bad of a schedule. They just screwed up. Um actually no, they got over a hundred yards and penalties in most of these games. And most of the penalties are on the home team for some reason. Hmm. They have this thing on uh, NFL penalties that literally have all the stats on it. What the hell? Hmm. But anyway, let's wrap this up. We're at 120. I'm going to end up my research. I'm tired. Exactly. Same. I'm getting hungry again. I'm going to go mess up some more. Me too. But folks, yes, that's going to do it for us. We thank you for joining us this evening on the Last Give podcast. Uh, yeah, Ace, this is your close. This is your show. I'm gonna yeah, let, let me close this up. So, yo, like, share, subscribe, be your friend, tell a friend. 
We might have some more stuff coming up in the next couple of weeks. We're going to figure out how we're going to work this college sports thing. We're going to try to blend everything in so we can get y'all going with all of the college stuff. Go back to some of everything, essentially a bit of everything with everything coming back. Hopefully, and not the dead hours, but you know how it works. You know where to find us at Penalty Talk at um, Throw Flags on Instagram. We're also on Twitter, Facebook, and uh, YouTube because you're watching us on YouTube and Twitter. But y'all, just make sure y'all head over to YouTube on the to do the comment sections. I mean, it, it's what makes the show more fun because we get to answer you guys' questions. So if you're watching on Twitter, go head over to YouTube during the shows. We can answer those questions or even leave them in the comments section and we could just answer them in the next show. That's always a thing. But you know how it goes, people. Take care. Have a good weekend. We'll see you all next week. Like like JP said, when the money comes in is when the running gun will come back. Exactly. And we can get a big time guest. But you know how it is. Stay safe out there. Stay blessed. JP's got anything else before we wrap? Nope. Good night. <laughs>